Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series, GGBW, or God's Got a Better Way. He really does. I believe that. I think you do too. Exodus twenty four twelve says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. Why did God give them to Moses to teach? Because they're our tutor, our instructor, our life coach, so to speak, for success in life. Our mentor for several important reasons. First, to make us aware of our sin and need of a Savior. Second, to bring us to Christ for salvation. Third, for the divine exchange or the redemption of our sin for his righteousness. Fourth, for our success and happiness in life on earth. And fifth, for eternal life with him in heaven. Galatians 3.24 says, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. And so, yes, I believe God's got a better way, a better way than man can produce on his own, wisdom beyond all our years. I see the Ten Commandments being the amplified or expanded version of the two commandments Jesus gave, which said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And the second one like it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And he said, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And of course, the problem with the law is that it brought death because we're guilty. And 1 Corinthians 56 says, the sting of death is sin and the strength of sin is the law. And Romans 3.23 says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death. However, the gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. The law has both a curse and a blessing. If we're both alike, we don't want the curse, and we do want the blessing. Well, thanks to Jesus Christ our Savior, that's all possible. For Galatians 3, 13 through 14, says Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. But just because we're redeemed from the curse, does that mean the Ten Commandments and the two are no longer important? Does it mean that godliness and obedience doesn't matter anymore? Isn't a little lying sexual immorality, as defined by God, or abortion not that much of an issue today? And isn't Hollywood the epitome of a perfect utopian society? And don't they set the boundaries? How about sex outside of marriage, pornography, homosexuality, same-sex marriage, and divorce? 
What if all of this is mutual? It's not hurting anyone. Can't we just redefine the definition of love? Aren't we in charge? Well, truth be, yes, we can define anything we want. God will allow us to behave any way we want. God will allow us to redefine love, sex, marriage, hatred, murder, or any moral law we want. We can do anything we desire. However, what we choose to believe or how we choose to behave will not change his boundaries. It will not change his law or his truth. We will reap what we sow. God will not be mocked. God is the one in charge. Galatians 6, 7 through 10. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Yes, godliness and obedience have great value, and the Ten and Two Commandments are still in operation today as God's boundaries. And for several days, we've been looking at the Ten Commandments from a positive point of grace and mercy to live successful and happy lives. We studied, Do Not Worship Any Other Gods Besides Me?, do not make worship or bow down to idols of any kind. Do not misuse the name of the Lord your God. And remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The first four having to do with our relationship with God. And then we began on the last six, which have to do with our relationship with our neighbor. First saying, honor your father and mother. Then do not murder. And do not commit adultery. Then do not steal. And today we're going to talk about number nine. Do not testify falsely against your neighbor or lie, so do not lie. Well, who is the father of lies? In John eight forty four, Jesus says to them, You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he's a liar and the father of it. Well, Satan hates the Ten Commandments because every one of them condemn him to hell for eternity. He also knows they bring life to those who receive them and realize their need of a Savior. Thank God, though the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundantly. What is a lie? It is telling something other than the truth. It's presenting false evidence of any kind. It is deceiving someone else by changing the facts. And the scripture says in John 14, 6, that Jesus is the truth. And in Hebrews six eighteen, it's impossible for God to lie. Yes, God's got a better way. It's called the truth. The truth is always best. God wants all of us to be people of truth. I understand that commandment. Do not lie. Do not testify falsely against your neighbor. That's easy to understand. And it makes a lot of sense. It's one of the moral codes. I call it wisdom from the mountain. And last but certainly not least, number 10, the 10th commandment being do not covet. Exodus twenty seventeen says, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor his male servant, nor his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, nor anything that is your neighbor's. The King James Bible commentary says, thou shalt not covet forbids longing after that which belongs to another. 
The Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible says covet means desire or lust. It is not the wanting of something that is wrong, but wanting it at the expense of others from a motive of jealousy or envy. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says this is a general safeguard against many other sins, particularly Commandments 6 through 9. Israelites were not to long for, desire earnestly, or lust after what legitimately belonged to others. It continues, these commandments are the fundamental statements of a good and wholesome society as ordered by the holy and righteous God. Though believers today are not under the law, they are under obligation to abide by the holy standards represented in the Ten Commandments. Nine of the Ten Commandments are repeated in the New Testament with added stipulations that are even higher than those written in Exodus chapter 20. The one not repeated is the command to keep the Sabbath. Yet the first day of the week is to be set aside for worship in commemoration of the Savior's resurrection. Philippians 4.11 says, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. One of the safeguards against coveting is contentment. And 1 Timothy 6.6-8 says, Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. Are you content? Am I content? Or do we covet what we see our neighbors have and other people? Hebrews 13.5 says, Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Are we content with that? Are we content with Christ? Are we blessed by the things that we have? Or are we complainers? Well, the Ten Commandments are the most amazing set of boundaries for successful living. I thank God for them. How about you? Let's read Exodus twenty four twelve again. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. Let's ask again this question. Why? Why is Satan working so hard to get rid of the Ten Commandments? Well, remember... It's his character, motive, passion, and drive to be God. His pride, selfishness, and greed rule his life because he's not number one. He wants complete dominion and all worship. Because of this, he was literally thrown out of heaven, and his final destiny is the lake of fire for all eternity. Luke 10, 18 through 20 says, And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Not only is God still in charge, but we are also. Satan is against both God and all his people. He used to be number two. Now we're number two, and he's no number at all. John 10.10 says, The thief, that's the devil, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. First, Satan wants to steal God's blessings from us. Second, he wants to kill our joy, health, and success. And third, he wants to destroy our families and our communities. Satan fully understands the power of the Ten Commandments as a tutor with its ability to reveal sin and to bring sinners to Christ for salvation. Galatians 3.24 says, Therefore the law was our tutor to bring us to Christ 
that we might be justified by faith. This word tutor means schoolmaster, instructor, guardian, and supervisor of life and morals. The truth is, instead of removing this document from all classrooms, government buildings, places of business, and churches, we need to post it everywhere in full view of all classrooms, government buildings, places of business, and churches. We should have it in our homes, too. Why? Because besides being the most practical set of boundaries for success, it is the most powerful evangelistic tool ever written. It has an anointing to bring sinners to Christ. It is the supervisor of all life and morals. Remember why he gave it to Moses? That he would teach them. Not only do we need to post them, but we need to teach them. This is very important. They need to be taught from a point of wisdom, grace, and life, not condemnation. What is their purpose? To show us our sin, to show us our need for a Savior, to lead us to Christ, and to show us God's boundaries for successful living. Yes, God gave them to Moses on tablets of stone that he might teach them. Well, our time is up. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, and same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.